You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Uh, hello and welcome to the 176th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, where I guess the ghost of Paul Revere is cycling across town. Yeah, I guess a modern day Paul Revere would uh, probably choose a bike. He'd probably get on an if or probably get on an e-bike. A fetch. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, this is Matt, Minneapolis. Where the ghost of Kroll mm-hmm. cycles is haunting Craigslist all around the town <laughs> with bikes of moderate quality, but everybody wants them. Ooh. All right. Well, that was pretty spooky. Super spooky. I got to say. Um, you guys may be wondering why we're talking so much about ghosts. Uh, and that is, of course, as you can tell, Tim is not with us any longer. Um, he has passed. Um, he has been passed on the group ride and has been dropped mm-hmm. from the pot, fr- from the ride. And uh, yeah, he won't be joining us this week. He is uh, dead. To us. To us. Because he's yes. at, guess where he is? Disney, obviously. He's, <laughs> he's at the graveyard. Oh, he's at Disney. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we don't have anything particularly spooky to say. Tim is, Tim is, uh, he's left, he's left us for greener pastures of Disney. Yeah, he's uh, supposedly hanging with his with family. Him. Yeah, so he yeah. says, but I think he's actually just probably looking at crap on Twitter and getting upset about hockey results, from what I can tell. Probably, probably. I don't think the Panthers are doing super well, so... Well, obviously, you put a panther on ice. It's not going to be happy. Not, it's not going to be a good show. And you put a know. duck on ice. Man. Now that's a good time. That's a good time. Ducks love, ducks love ice. Ducks love ice. Yep, they're known I mean, for it. Yeah. Emilio Estevez. What could go wrong? Nothing. Um, should we talk about bikes? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess so. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, so Tim's not here to direct us, so we're going to have to wing this one on our own. Uh, Things might get off the rails. Things might get a little weird. Things might get a little spooky, Mm -hmm. even. Um, Who's who's to say? Uh, Because there's no one conducting this train. Let's just put it that way. Um, So what happened in bikes this week, little guy? Anything? So much happened. Uh, Man. Anything spooky? Spooky. I don't know if anything spooky. I no something spooky Maybe. did happen. Let's start at Euro in the Euro Cross scene, and something spooky happened okay. Saturday. Vanderpool okay. didn't win. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he got third. that. Actually, is pretty spooky. It was weird. Uh, he fell down. He hurt himself a little bit. I don't. I don't know. Did you get to watch any of this, or you were you were out at real I, races? I, so 
Yeah, no, I I completely I've rewatched the uh the World Cup uh from Sunday, but I did not see Saturday at all. We were on the road traveling down to DC and back uh for most of the weekend in racing. Yeah, I was well, we'll get into it later. But so I didn't I, see the crash. Yeah. What what happened? What this is spooky. Like so I don't I, know. I just watched the I replay because I was also at a race. I was at uh our, my team, your former team's race all day Saturday. But um it looked like he just slipped out in a corner. The camera actually kind of panned away because he was third or fourth in line. And then he was just kind of picking himself up, dusting himself mm-hmm. off. Um, I think he crashes once a race just because he's going yeah. so fast. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he got up and I think he got third. And obviously, um, you watch Sunday. Sunday, he crushed hearts. Well, Sunday, you know, he showed up and I almost didn't recognize him. Because it looked like he had a new sleeve, some sleeve work done. It did, and it frightened me in the in the when I watched the video because he had the, like the bandages all over, and then the way the sand was clinging to it because the way he had to carry the bike through the sand, I thought he had like a tribal tattoo, like a full tribal tattoo sleeve, and I was horrified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, I was just, God, am I have to look at this, this tattoo for the, you know, the rest of time as he crushes people deep into his fifties. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he could lose like five steps at this point and still win all these races, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was. Turns out dominant. that was just a costume. Yeah, just a costume. Well, he got into the spooky cross spirit a little too early. Maybe they do Halloween early over there. Uh, Ruby Ruby mm-hmm. will have to be our on the ground spooky Halloween reporter and let us know if that's the case. But um yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean it's exciting to see that Vanderhaar's back. That's cool. That is cool. Um so yeah, we gave uh we gave um Vanderpool a hard time last week, uh specifically, but kind of in general all your I, I don't know if we're giving him a hard time or if we're giving the men's race in general a hard time. Uh, for for him kind of dominating but we did get an email comment uh about uh him and his domination and uh you know i want to i want to read it quick and um you know because we love the listener emails Mm -hmm. and uh and we'll see if uh if we agree or or what we have to say about this so anyway uh john senior uh thank you for writing in he says greetings from the uk please i think you need a change of perspective uh, watching the best rider dominate a world-class field is not boring. Vanderpool gave it everything in the downhills, produced a save at Cockside uh, that no one else could have done. That's true. Uh, y- you'd have been the guys at a Hendrix show saying, <laughs> let's go listen to the mamas and the papas. This guy's too good. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a huge Hendrix fan. Basically, 12 years old to 15 years old, it was solid Hendrix. Um, but yeah. go, go on, yes. I know I agree with that. Like uh same age era for me too, yeah. yeah. Like um first uh first song I learned on guitar was uh Manic Depression. So No, that's a good go. one. I mean, fun fact for our yeah. listeners, I have I have listened to Hendrix uh Band of Gypsies album with Spencer's dad at an insane volume in his basement. Um at <laughs> just a massive volume that frightened me. 
Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, we are going to listen to this at this volume? And it sounded good. He's got a really nice stereo. Anyway, go, <laughs> go on. Yeah, my dad does not mess around with the stereo no, equipment. he does not. And he does not mess around with volume <laughs> either. Holy cow. <laughs> Now, I mean, you know, you got all those watts, you got to use them yeah, just like bike it's racing. It's just like bike racing. It's true. He, he yeah, he's got, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, that was, that was John's critique. He said, uh, props to y'all for your positivity regarding women's racing and for the podcast. So, um, what do you think? Are we, are we down on Vanderpool as much as we are just sad that no one is pushing him as well as much as he pushes everyone else. What's what's going on there? I'm I'm not down on Vanderpool. I'm I am a little down just yeah on the on the race because it is so dominant and he just you know he just rides away, which it's still great to watch him, um, but it does take a little something from the race. I think I'm also just worried that he'll get bored and he'll leave, yeah. and I don't want him to leave Cross because I think he is the most exciting rider to watch. But obviously, there's something to it when he can get you know pushed a little and has and has to attack and stuff but and right. i don't want him to like he hasn't yeah he hasn't won any of those mountain bike world cups that he's been doing no. you know but he gets close he gets close so maybe yeah. you think he's having more fun doing that i don't know i mean i don't challenge. know how it's got to be fun to to um to win all these i mean i think I, if all i can remember is from the saturday race which is i forget the name of which the super prestige that was this last saturday but in the sprint for third, he he is just sort of sprinting and looking back at 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 one of the Golden Palace riders. Like, don't make me get out of the saddle. I'm tired of my arm hurts. And he just sort of sprints a little and then it slits down and is like, okay, and just like gives it a little. And it the guy behind looks like he's like just just destroying himself trying to get that last step on the podium. And Vanderpool's just like, oh, come on, I just have to get on the podium and then yeah. I can go home, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a good point. I don't want us to come across as uh, as negative necessarily on Vanderpool. The anyone but Vanderpool uh, uh, club is definitely a Tim Hayes. Thing. Yeah, that's all Tim Hayes. <laughs> he would let's let's interject Tim's uh, opinion right here. Yeah, definitely. Fuck Vanderpool sucks. Anybody but him. And then this is where we shut him down and say, no, no, Tim. We just want everyone else to be better as well like i don't know yeah no totally and yeah and I, it's it's like uh it's like when mariana voss was winning all the women's races and you're kind of like ah women's racing isn't that exciting but now all the other women are are at her speed you know and there's different winners all the time and those races are super exciting i think the men's race will get back there like you know with with nice and, yeah. and stebar and vandahar and all those guys it was there and it's just set back a little bit now, but those guys are, and Wout obviously is good enough to be up there too. He's just not maybe firing on all cylinders right now, but yeah, he's, we'll get there. He's getting there. And, we'll I, get there. and I think that goes to us all being excited about v- Vanderhaar really coming back and mm-hmm. being the rider he was a couple of years ago before he had some injuries and stuff. And, and yeah, he hasn't, I mean, he's won one race, but you know, he hasn't quite always challenged Vanderpool, but he's getting there. And that's good to see just that there's more than just wow uh, to take on that challenge. You know, Sweeks there occasionally, but really it's kind of those four. So I, I'm still, oh. I'm going to still be watching, you know. So uh, in addition to the European cross, um, there was also local cross in your area. Very local. Uh, one of your favorite races, <laughs> Jackson Meadow. This is 
This is not a fact. Not a fact. Um, yeah, so it was the LGR race this year, and I'll admit in the past, Jackson Meadow was never one of my favorite races, never one of yours. It was a mostly ski trail-based race um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a modernist, a regional, sort of regionalist modernist uh, housing development. Uh, so if you're playing your modernist, uh, Sounds good. if you're playing your architecturally significant suburban uh, country uh, bingo cross race, um, you uh-huh. check off Jackson Meadow, uh, just like I have, um, which means I've checked it off for the ninth time and I still haven't got Sea Ranch, Seaside, or uh, Lowell over in New Jersey. So I'm never going to get bingo with my <laughs> my my developments, but I'm trying. Um, but... <laughs> It was better so, this year. And and I'm not just saying that because it was the team I'm on throwing it, but they found some new sections. And I only raced Saturday. I didn't race Sunday. I just kind of walked the course and hung out. There was mud. And I, I don't know if you ever remember mud. I don't think I'd ever had anything no. except bone dry, basically ski trails that were pavement. Um, yeah. And the, the race then actually took on something we've talked about in the past, which is you got to tape wide. And then yep. hopefully within that, there's multiple lines. And so uh, it ended up being a course that I think is always good in that you have most of it is passable, hypothetically. Um, but because of the mud, there was actually, you know, maybe one good line or things. And then there's a few tight tech sections that you have to kind of fight to be ahead in because you can either make up time or you either lose time. And so it actually yeah. had those things. And if you remember, you used to bomb the pavement, you'd hit the pavement and then you'd bomb into the grass and then it bomb down a hill right away. Um, and it's like a big sweeper to the left. And it was, it was no big deal every year before it was just dry and you just took your hands off the brakes and, and, and did it this year. It was super muddy at the bottom and it was so <laughs> much fun because you'd come over that hill you'd just bomb it and you had this big sweeper, but it was super greasy at the bottom. So every time it was just over the top foot out and just like let it rip and slide it and like try to not go off into the grass. Um, Super fun. Yeah. And sometimes mud just really makes a race. Um, I think it would have been a fine race otherwise, but like in this situation, mud made a whole bunch of sections that wouldn't have been technical, kind of technical and kind of where there was like, two lines and you had to guess between them all the time. So it was good. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, I think kind of what you were mentioning before is, is the hallmark that most promoters should go for when they're designing a course, right? Is like, give, uh, give the racers a choice that they have to make. Like, do I want the good line or do I want the maybe less optimal line that to try and pass or whatever? And like, yeah, make them make decisions um, I think that's, you know, always going to produce some good racing. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, just a tip case in point first lap, I was trying to make up some ground early on before this like tight section through some trees that I knew you couldn't pass in. And so I took the inside line around a corner to try to make up some ground and slid out eight shit <laughs> in the mud um and like jammed a bunch of mud in my shifter so it never really shifted super smoothly the rest of the race and the rest of the race uh the next like six laps or whatever i took the super wide line around that corner where you like hug the outside line which i always love a race where there's 
the line that like you your brain tells you to take automatically in every corner, you know, tape to tape, yep. doesn't make yep. sense. That you have to take this weird sort of like route around like a puddle, um, and you take a longer route, but you're faster than the people that try to go inside. Um, yep, always fun. Good so stuff. it was fun. Look, I. Uh, you bring up something. You crashed and stuffed your shifter full of money. Are you a, uh, a a double ring in the front guy these days, or are you a single ring in the front guy? Oh, double. You're a double. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you used to be a single? I was single. In the front guy. I did the single in the front thing. That was a popular thing. Well, I did it when it was. Yeah, it wasn't as popular, but it seemed like that's. It wasn't popular locally, but it seemed like what all the euros were doing. And so I tried to do it, but I always had, I think every year, and you'll attest to this, I had a different chain keeper solution. Solution is in air quotes. Um, Because it was a disaster. Uh, I I wasted too much on doing uh, the single ring. Um, Yeah. It was... was before it it hit the the mainstream market. Before the narrow wide, before the clutch. Yeah. Yeah, those things would have helped a lot. Did you uh, run the double chain guy or chain guard deal inside outside? Kind of, you know, make a no, make your triple chain I, into a into a no sandwich. I'm trying to think. Chain I definitely had an outside chain guard, and then I had one a little chain inside chain keeper that always yeah. bent and stuff. And um, I had that Paul thing the one year yeah. the, the and that was actually really good for 99% of the year except for one time at uh, Jingle Cross I yes. don't know how my chain came off and I could not get it back on the other the other chain keeper was great because well great in that when it fell off once a race you could get it back on super easy cuz you could just bend the chain <laughs> keeper with your hand but seems uh, legit no but the paul one was right. the paul one was good but obviously it had one fault and i it, i lost like i had lo- i don't know how many spots i lost you lost a hundred spots at Jingle yeah Cross. It was, that's it was that's why i got that bad result that one lost. time yeah. um yeah that was definitely it <laughs> no i mean no so i i've run the double since ian told me he wanted to sell me a chorus crank really cheap uh okay. so all right I mean, I, I just wasn't sure, and that is that is now the weird Euro thing to do as opposed to the American thing to do. So you're you're on par. You're where you should be, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm. I don't, I haven't had any problems really since I've run the double. I've maybe lost my chain once where I had to put it back on, and maybe I dropped one or two other times where I just shifted it back on. So I don't mm-hmm. see the issue. I think it's I think it's weird that everyone got so into the one by thing, especially because a couple of years ago at Jingle Cross when it was super muddy, everyone was b- breaking shit with the one by. So, <laughs> all right. Well, and then the uh, the final cross uh, racing that we had going on this past weekend was where I was. Uh, I traveled. Get this. Here's here's a spooky thing for you. Okay. I traveled outside of New England for a cross race. What? I didn't know they had races outside of New England. Oh, uh, whatever, little guy. Wait. They actually have a really good race uh, in, in <coughs> Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Uh, DCCX was this weekend, and uh, me and my better half went down there to check it out. And uh, it's our second year there. It's been a great event. I probably gushed about it uh, about this time last year on yeah. the podcast. 
Uh, I could do so again, uh, but uh, you guys can just go back and listen to that first one because everything was the same, if not better, this year than last year. You know, it's a yeah great event, super good vibe. It's got it's like a big event, but it's still got that like really good scene vibe to it mm-hmm. before a scene gets too big and kind of. <laughs> Starts, you know, before the band blows up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know yeah, what I mean. it was like being at a show at the Foxfire as opposed to at the at the main room. I know what you mean. <laughs> well, even even when it's at the main room, but like it's not sold out, yeah. you know? You can still move and but breathe. But before, like, yeah, next time the band comes to town a year and a half later, they're playing at Target Center Ooh. and it's just like opening up for Katy Perry or something yeah. and you're just like, Jesus, oh uh, no, uh, can't go see that. Yeah. So how, how was it? Was it, uh, it was dry last year, right? It was another dry race this year? Or? It was, yeah. It's kind of uh, becoming a signature. Um, <laughs> uh, Bill and Taylor uh, from Crosshair Cycling who who helped put on the race, they, uh, they tell me it would have to rain like ungodly amounts of rain for that ground to soak up anything and become muddy. I th- I thought DC was a swamp. I thought, oh, did they well, drain it? They drained it. Yes, finally, it's been drained. That was a pretty, pretty good joke there, little guy. Yeah. Uh, um, pretty spooky. Is it? Put it back in the graveyard. Is it so dry down there? Are are people running? Is it like a sand course? Is it file treads? Is it, is it like euro it's, like that? Yeah, it's not like there's no sand, you know, but like it's all grass and pavement technically, but it's so like just underneath the grass is like this moon dust silt (laughs) that's so slippery Mm -hmm. that it just makes every corner treacherous and kind of you know your two-wheel drifting a lot around these grass corners it's 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 like it's slightly muddy almost Hmm. but not it's it's very cool anyway the course is awesome uh for my new england folks it's it's Along the lines of a Gloucester type of race, like lots of uh, good, hard turning, tricky cornering, speed limit turns, and some couple of good pedaling sections to, uh, you know, get the get the heart rate going. And it's a really well done race and really fun, and not that long of a drive. So nice, you know, Who... for for you Midwest Midwesterners or Minnesotans, it's like driving to Chicago. That's not that bad. Except for you got to go through Hartford, Connecticut, and New York, and the whole state of Delaware, and Philadelphia, and Baltimore, and then you get to D.C. Oh yeah, there's probably no traffic in any of those places. Those those aren't those aren't <laughs> like major metropolises or anything. Well, you know, other than Hartford, I it's guess. All right. It it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got against Hartford? Now we're gonna get emails from Hartford. I've got nothing. I'd hang you know my I'd hang works. my hat in Hartford. <laughs> All right. Well, I've never been a hard. Um, maybe uh, maybe we should get the Slow Ride podcast to send you there to cover the um, handbuilt bike show that's coming up in Hartford. Oh yeah, there's a handbuilt bike show. Is it is it Hartford based builders or are there Hartford based? No, builders? no, it's 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 the well. I don't know that. I'll get emails about that now too. <laughs> How could you not know? Um, yeah. <laughs> How come you haven't heard about my friend Patrick who builds <laughs> bikes in his garage? Yep. Anyway, no, dude. Uh, no, the North American handbuilt bike. Oh, show. it's going to be one. there. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Travels around. That, oh, that's cool. I didn't know it was going to be in Hartford. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Not till February, but you know, yeah. it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up soon. Um, so two two important notes about uh, about DCCX. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anything about the winners because you know that's that's all great and good, but um, there Tom Boonin was there. 
just Tom Boone and not Tom Boone and Tom Boone because he was with me all weekend. Correct. Okay. Yeah. What was he the, doing? Uh, Tom Boone singular. Tom Boone was just hanging out. He was uh, he was there to take care of the podium uh, ceremonies. <laughs> um, he was there to step in in case anyone uh, did not show up for their podium. In a in an idea that was floated originally on this very podcast spooky times on this podcast where we predict the future uh the ghosts of podcast episodes past uh tom boonin was there in cardboard cutout form oh nice to occupy empty podium spots did he actually get the chance that people miss you know i was worried that we weren't gonna see him on the podium but uh turns out as tom boonin would he took the top step Uh. in one of the races (laughs) That's crazy when the winner doesn't show up. How how <laughs> big of a hurry do you have to be or how common is winning in your life, even in your in your fifty plus category or sixty plus or whatever, that you're like, eh, whatever, I'm gonna leave. I don't know, but uh, I I was uh I was told that this person finished and then told told bill right away like hey i can't stay for the podium <laughs> i don't know i don't know if the podium right. was like a half an hour later or something but yeah. uh they were given plenty of heads up so at least at least that was a yeah, good okay. call well, by, nice. uh, by that racer yeah so uh, the other exciting thing yeah. was that uh the usada showed up there and was testing randos rando people uh at the race so um i don't really know anything about that whole procedure other than that they were there yeah and uh you know there may have been certain people that dropped out of races and <laughs> wait really is <laughs> that is that like lap. a rumor going around that, uh, i don't know anything about that whole scene or anything oh, okay. or any names of anyone but that's possible that that happened huh. and then usada wasn't there on day two and people raced just fine huh so i i don't really know weird but that's weird um it's one of those things well that's good they're doing testing i don't I don't remember if i mentioned last week because they're at they're green acres the previous weekend here in minnesota which is a rarity i don't think oh, i've yeah. ever been at a race where you saw it has been and i've been to jingle yeah. cross nine or ten times uh yeah. in previous before the you're world around so yeah i'm old um well no, i mean you saw cool. getting around yeah you saw getting around that's true I mean, I hope so. Is that our uh, our USA Cycling donation extra $5 or whatever getting put to work? I mean, it seems to be. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I guess, you know, um, Derek Bouchard Hall is coming through on what he promised on the Slow Ride podcast, you know, using that money uh, to do true. some more testing. So, I don't know. I mean, that's good. I think it's good. All right. Well, that's uh, that's exciting stuff, but um, let us get down to business, little guy. We got to go to a pre-lap here. Okay, ring the bell. I'm ready. Hi, this is Dan from Nam, Namibia, not Vietnam, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. So who are we racing for today? We just we're doing one preem, we're doing two preems, we're doing three preems. We're doing as many preems as we can squeeze into uh this preem lap, which sounds crazy and it is crazy. Okay. But we're going to start with our with our new sponsor uh of the podcast, Pints and Cowbells. 
Uh, you guys may have heard us talk about it last week. Maybe you haven't because uh, you didn't listen last week, and that's fine. We're not going to hold that against you. <laughs> but uh, this is our, our spooky, spectacular Halloween episode, so we know you tuned in for this one. So head over to pintsandcowbells.com slash slow ride. Uh, check it out. Um, we've got a coupon code for you there. Uh, you can use slow ride 1017. Yep. Uh, all caps, 1017, slow ride, 1017. Uh, that's going to save you uh, 15% off your order at pintsandcowbells.com slash slow ride. Now, you may be wondering, what do they sell at pintsandcowbells.com slash slow ride? Do you have any idea, little guy? I do. They've got, uh, they got some hoodies. They got some baby onesies. Pretty sure they got some t-shirts. Uh, yeah, they, definitely. They got they got bike inspired clothing for the whole family. They got the kids, they got the adults, and I'm pretty sure you could put a medium sized kid in one of those things too. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin would look good in the onesie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've got mugs, shirts, necklaces, uh, all kinds of stuff. They've got some pretty great designs. Shots for Watts uh, shot glass. Oh yeah, I that's saw that. a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> tell you yeah for, for um, a while yeah for a while till you had too many but yeah yeah they've got the uh ride uh the ride to burn off crazy um design that's a pretty good one i think tim could probably uh benefit from that <laughs> a couple. reminder yeah. yeah um so these are these are uh all kind of gift uh cycling related gift items they get a little pizza slicer too that's pretty bad oh, yeah that was pretty say. nice um so, you know, holidays are coming up, uh, so they wanted you guys to check this out, learn about uh, the goods that they have there, uh, pintsandcowbells.com slash slow ride. Uh, pick, uh, pick up some gifts for your riding buddies or your uh, brother-in-law who rides, but, uh, you know, maybe he's kind of a Fred. Eh, you want to help him with his, uh, you want to help him with his, uh, his look. You got to get his look right. Um, type in that discount code, slow ride, 1017. Save yourself 15%. Uh, let them know that uh, we sent you. Saves you some money. And uh, you're going to be good. Yeah. You're going to be good. Definitely. So, um, we also have, uh, as a sponsor of our Slow Ride uh, Pre-Blamp, uh, Health IQ. They're a longtime sponsor of the show. You guys should be well aware of what they do. If you haven't checked out healthiq.com slash slowride, I don't know what you're doing listening <laughs> to this show every week and and they're just not getting it through that this is where you need to go and at least, at least check it out, yeah. take the quiz, see what they can do for you because there's no, there's no uh, requirement that you need to buy anything. Just sign up, check it out, see what they say. You know, you can tell them, uh, tell them to take a hike if you need to, but I, I am pretty sure that uh, you're going to find some very interesting uh, quotes that uh, that you're going to like because you exercise, you keep yourself healthy, you are riding your bike 50 miles a week. Uh, these are things that they can use to help get you lower rates on your life insurance. And, um, and that is, that's an adult thing to do. You guys... <laughs> I see the stats on this podcast. I know who's listening. You guys are all adults. Everyone listening, 
is adults, unless we got kids in the car. Yeah. In which uh, we apologized. Well, in which case, kids, tell that adult to get some life insurance. <laughs> yeah, man. The kids should definitely tell them to uh, get that life insurance because that's for you, kids. Yeah. What are you going to do? At the end of the day, something bad happens. Sell those tie bikes. That's not going to be enough. Yeah. That's not going to be enough. Ties going out of style, man. Yeah, they're... they've probably got one inch head tubes. <laughs> I was going to say, the can't same get thing. anything for that stuff anymore. <laughs> 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 got nine speed camping. Yeah, on yeah, there. yeah. It's not. It's not going to do it. You, you're going to have to look into some life insurance. Uh, Health IQ will definitely help you out with that. Try to get you a better rate because you're a healthy individual. Yeah, and that I mean, that makes sense. Support uh, support the companies that support you. Support the companies that support us. Uh, as a network and as a show, um, it's the right thing to do. At least check it out. Uh, HealthIQ.com slash slow ride. Uh, you'll be happy that you did. Okay. And uh, the the last thing I want to talk about, and this is kind of a big wide angle podium update here during the uh, during the preem lap. Mm-hmm. We have a lot going on right now with the wide angle podium. We are growing. We are uh, trying to do stuff. We're trying to make our network better, uh, for the listeners, trying to make the user experience as good as possible. Um, we got a lot of people that are, are donors to network and that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, it honestly, it floors me every time, uh, that I look at the list of people, um, that support us. And so we try to, you know, always make the product a little better. So we've got an app, uh, coming out. What? Um, it's going to be out in a few weeks. Uh, but it's it's in the approval stages, getting built right now. Um, cool. Yeah, Wide Angle Podium app. It's going to be on the iTunes, iOS uh, app store and in the Google uh, Google Play app store and on uh, Amazon, I think, as well. So that will be good right. news for everyone. Um, you can put that on your smartphone, um, especially those Android phones that don't use iTunes. They're going to be real happy about this. That's me. Um yeah, so you're going to finally be able to listen to the podcast, old guy. That's <laughs> kind of big news. I've, 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 I have listened, but it's true. It would make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you know, in a few weeks here, once it's, uh, once it's live, and we'll let you know. Yeah. You're gonna download the Wine Lego Podium app. And what that's going to do is it's going to have all of our shows on it. It's going to update whenever there's new episodes, so you don't need to go download anything. It's going to be there. You can stream them whenever you want. You can favorite uh, episodes that you want to come back to or or remember. Uh, You can, you know, if you don't listen to every show on the network, you can set up your own little library of the five or six shows or whatever you do listen to if you don't listen to all ten. So you can really customize a lot of stuff and... I worked uh, I worked pretty hard on some of the graphics for this stuff, so I hope it looks good. I hope you guys appreciate it. Definitely give me some feedback on that. As long as it's nice, leave those five star <laughs> reviews. Um, yeah. Cool. I'm excited. So, I'm so excited. That's, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it too. I think it'll be uh, an, a good um, addition to to the offerings that we have. Um, and anyway, in addition to that, we've got a bunch of gear out right now. Um, holidays are coming up. So we've got a bunch of T-shirts and in uh, a kit, Wide Angle Podium kit yeah. available now. Um, these you can find online uh, at ixnay.com. Uh, I made a shortened URL for you if you don't know how to spell ixnay, which is, you know, pretty straightforward. But uh, <laughs> you can also go to bit.ly slash WAP gear, uh, and that'll take you right to where you need to be. 
uh, to find that kit. Uh, full custom Endura kit, same world tour level kit that uh, Movie Star is using, that Nairo's uh, riding, that uh, Landa's going to be riding. Uh, it's going to be good stuff. Um, I think it looks great. I just too. Again, I saw it today, give finally. Some, give me some excited. feedback. Um, yeah, I, I, I only got hip to seeing it today yeah. and I was very excited. And, and as I said, it's going to look sweet with my FDJ shorts or my black shorts either way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <sighs> little guy killing me. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. So right now, uh, the kit version is up there. Uh, Jersey and bibs. Tim tells me I need to have just a Jersey version. I think you guys want full kit, but yeah. I guess you could wear it with black shorts. I designed it with black shorts in mind so that you could wear just black shorts with it if you want. Yeah. So I'll try and get I'll try and get just a jersey version up there in a, in the next week. Um, but if you like it, uh, you know, check that out. Grab a kit. Uh, it'll be probably pretty limited edition, so I don't know that we're gonna have extras of those. Cool. And then uh, the t-shirts. I really want to talk about because this is something that I think is, you know, important that we're trying to do. Uh, you know, all the hurricanes hit uh, Texas and Florida and um, really put a lot of people back. And uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are getting help nowadays, but um, some places may not be. So we're trying to do what we can. Um, so we made these three shirts. I got them uh, commissioned art for these shirts and we're going to benefit. We're going to send all the proceeds, uh, from these shirts. We're not making anything off these. Um, we're going to send all the proceeds to help out animal shelters down there in Texas and Florida in, uh, affected areas. So, um, you know, it's just a nice thing that we can do and it helps us get uh, some some brand awareness out there for Wide Angle Podium. So buy a weird shirt. They're they're a little wacky. We I uh I basically uh, commissioned this artist, uh, Allison Bamcat, and I said here's here's what we do. We're a podcast network. We're about bikes, um, but don't think about any of that. Just draw whatever you want, and I'm sure it'll be fine. And she came up with three different designs that are incredible. And uh, if you don't like flamingo snakes, then I don't know what's wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, come on. Don't turn off the podcast so, right now. Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. So we've got three shirts. They're 25 bucks each. Uh, all the proceeds going to uh, to the charities. Um, and we also have an option for all three. If you want to be a big baller, get all three of them. Save yourself a little money. 60 bucks for all three. And uh, that about does it for all the wide-angle podium news. I know that is a lot. I don't know if that's all the wide-angle podium news, Spencer, because in the podcast no? green room, you told us, you told me, Tim's not here, you told me that... The ghost of Tim. Uh, the ghost, the of, ghost Tim. of Tim is here. You told me that a few wide-angle podium shows made it onto a list in a print media. <laughs> and that's true a print media's website um i don't i don't actually have any confirmation if it's in print oh okay yet, okay okay well anyway it might be a source it might be a, 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 an old a source of bicycling knowledge that's been around for a long time like an old wizard of yes. cycling at this point an old wizard of cycling. yes that's true that's a very spooky uh imagery yeah. you gave me there. 
Yeah. Uh, of course, we're talking about Bicycling Magazine. Yeah. The granddaddy of all bicycling magazines. <laughs> um, that's how they got the name. They were the first one there. Yeah. Um, they must have been, because otherwise so, I don't know how they got that name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know how listicles are pretty popular on the internet these days. Oh, yeah. Well, they made a list of the uh, 10 podcasts that you need to be listening to. And uh, I got to say, I was mighty proud to see three of the 10 shows were wide angle podium shows, which is incredible. So did they make, so so it's top 10. So did we make the wide angle podium with the wide angle podium? Did, did we did we all get in that or did one of us <laughs> fall into the like very generous payout <laughs> zone? The uh-huh. ex, the extra nice sponsor zone or something. I don't know what you'd even call it outside yeah. of top five at this point. <laughs> um, well, you'll be pleased to know that uh, two uh, wide angle podium shows made the not only wide angle podium, but the real podium. Oh, nice. Okay. So which hand do I hold up? Yeah. Which hand do I hold up? So two, two in the top three. We are uh, listed second on yes. that list. Okay. Just pretty big news. That's super. That's that sweet. Means, uh, Right hands up. Okay. Right got hands it. Up. Boom. Um, third third on that list was uh, We Got to Hang Out. Nice. A great show on the network. Oh, I see uh, them definitely. over there right now. Hey, there they are, right to my left. Yep. Hey, how's it going? Definitely deserved got it. Got that left hand up. Um, and then the wide angle podium, you know, goes five deep, but uh, hanging out over over weirdly little shuffling around over on the right side there and <laughs> in, in what might, I guess, be considered sixth, Crosshairs Radio. Oh, hey, hey guys. What are you doing down there? Are you on the podium with us? Or are you just sort of hanging out near the podium? Just oh, you're going to get in the picture? That's weird. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. They got cargo shorts on. and they're... Wait, why are you guys bringing your bike up here? <laughs> Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Oh, cool. Well, that's great. That's awesome. I, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm honored to I'm, be. I'm pretty impressed, I got to say. I'm on the list with them. And... Yeah, and I, uh, I don't know that those are actually in any sort of order, but uh, I'm going to yeah, take it. I don't think we're actually better than those two shows. No. <laughs> Let's be completely honest. <laughs> no, I don't think we're so. We're just, I don't know what, I don't know how we did that. Uh, well, that's awesome. That's super cool. Um, and nice of bicycling to do thanks bicycling magazine yep yes thank you for that uh so let's uh get back to the show we've got some listener emails we need to get to you and we've got some existential cycling questions for this spooky episode that we need to address I'm Helen Wyman, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, we are back, uh, back to the show here, um, and we've got an update, actually. Little guy, do you remember last week we talked about triathlon? Yep. I don't remember what we said, because I think every week we probably do a little, like, triathlon little... bashing, and I, they all kind of blend together. I'm you know sorry, what's actually kind of a spooky uh is is we mentioned triathlon just now we mentioned it last week and i think the week before that we talked about talansky transitioning yeah probably did yeah transitioning into uh triathlon (laughs) and i'm worried i'm worried now that there's this is a theme and I, i we need to break the curse we do, but you know what we will soon because um it's gonna start snowing here in minnesota 
this week probably or some terrible thing. So we'll start talking about fat bikes all the time. Oh. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, get the triathlon out of the way. Um, we were we right. had some questions about visors last week, and we couldn't figure out why triathletes oh, yeah. okay. triathletes uh, wear visors. And um, we had a listener uh, email us, Bruce. Uh, thank you for this email. Um, said he asked his brother, a seven-time Ironman, why he wears a visor in competition. Uh, and so we got some some straight-from-the-source information here about visors in triathlons. Uh, his brother claims it works as a sweatband and keeps your glasses from getting messy. Okay, that makes sense. Um, he, he claims you can dunk it in water to keep cool during a race, which doesn't make much sense to me. Like, because you just got done with the swimming portion, and so do you wear it while you're swimming so that it stays wet when you bike next? Do you bike second? Bike second. So I don't. I think okay. you put it on at the end. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I mean that. I guess that makes sense. And then he says, "It's it's a place to hold your sponge." <laughs> and I'm not sure what that means. Why do you have a sponge? Yeah. Um, uh, Br- the, Bruce also didn't have mentioned an for us on that. In the, in the, in the famous sponge Seinfeld episode where, where Elaine has to decide if men are sponge worthy because whatever the sponge is is some sort of birth control she's using at that time and it's, and it's gone off the market and all that. Remember that one? Hmm. Do you, no. watch, do you watch as much Seinfeld as I watched? No, no, okay. Well, anyway, not. that's what I think of when someone says sponge. Um, well, so I, triathletes. Yeah, I don't know I don't what that really means. Know what you guys that, are doing? That could just be some triathlete lingo that we're not privy to. I don't know. Um, I think we're all triathlete friends here in on the Slow Ride Podcast, and we have not gleaned that much information, even when told directly from the source what the reasons are. Unfortunately, but. Uh, Bruce does follow up uh, end his email with uh, uh, I love my brother and I give triathletes all the credit in the world. <laughs> I work I, I know okay. I work hard to try and do one thing well and they have to do three which that is that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Somehow uh, but, you starting that sentence with I love my brother makes it sound like you're going to say dot 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 <laughs> But (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I'm going to support it. it, Yeah, it's a pretty good email. I I appreciate that. So, uh, So, you know, no no clarity there at all whatsoever. But, you know, uh, we tried. All right. Uh, Uh, We have another email here from uh, 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 Christopher Sarmanto. Um, Some... I'm sure I nailed that. Um, yeah, you nailed it. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I can't even see it, but I know you nailed it. I did. Uh, so this one says, hey, guys, love the podcast, and I tune in with eagerness every time my phone lets me know there's a new episode uh, launched into the internets. I'm one of those masters racers you mock regularly, 60 plus. That doesn't sound like us. Does that sound like us? That doesn't no, sound like I us. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mock them. Uh, though you would probably approve of my beat-up perpetually muddy crux with cheap eight-speed shifters and center pull brakes. Uh, Very much. I like it. That I should wash off, but, you know, when I'm done, I'm done. (laughs) 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 That is is my attitude. I feel you. Towards cleaning. Yeah, I feel It's true. (laughs) 
anyway, I'm not the fastest guy in the bunch or the slowest guy. I'm actually the median in many races right in the middle. Uh, and as an avid listener of your podcast, I've come to regard 16th place with a certain reverence. And when I hit this 16th place in Gloucester Grand Prix on Saturday, it made me feel uh, a little bit uh, less mediocre. I think I think that's reasonable. I think that's a yeah. yeah. 16th place is uh, something to be proud of. Um, when I cleared the same high bar on my Sunday Sunday race, holy crap! I was super excited, as he should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I realized the races you guys discuss uh, and the riders you celebrate in 16th place, Edward Thunes maybe. Uh, who else has been a favorite in 16th place? Did Dylan Tunes get a 16th place? Is that why we like him? Probably, because that's probably so. why he's, in, he's on Tim's uh, list of great riders. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, I realized uh, they're in much bigger fields than me. Um, does the special 16th place lose its meaning in a small field? Am I silly to treasure this shred of unique achievement? Oh, no. No, no, no. You have to treasure everything. This is bike racing. It's brutal. I, I haven't won... Uh, a bike race in seven years <laughs> yeah and you've and i've only won tw- maybe twice ever in 10 plus years so savor every moment my gosh yeah it's I'm too g- cruel of a sport i'm gonna agree with you there yeah like i uh i made it to cat two on the road and on the track uh road and on cross uh without ever winning anything in, in any yeah. of those sorts. i got up to, all the way up to second but I never won anything, so I think any victory you can pull out of your bike racing uh, experience, whether it's 16th place or top 50% or a top 10 or whatever, you should absolutely fucking be proud of that. Like, there's, Absolutely. there isn't much that this support gives you, you know? Like, it, <laughs> it takes a lot away, let's be honest. Definitely. Um, there's more, way more losses than... Uh... Um, that's true w's is anyone who's ever had to show up and tell their family that knows nothing about (laughs) cycling about their race and everyone goes do you win and you go no but i mean i got six and they're all like oh okay yeah and you're thinking no this is great i can't believe i got six it was amazing and they're all just like yeah you 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 go ahead and explain the whole thing you're like oh my god you guys i had the best race it was so amazing like i like turned my eyeballs inside out to get to stay on this climb and like did all these things and i oh i was ah i can't believe it It is amazing and they're like holy shit you won that's incredible and you're like no no i finished like 22nd like (laughs) yeah but I was so close, I could see the winner. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're like, "What?" They just don't get it. You're but like, yeah, so yeah, that that was the. I whole, didn't get lapped. That's the whole point of 16th place is like totally. to celebrate the people that aren't the winners, to celebrate those guys that are are just just outside of the picture, uh, but obviously put a ton of effort and are on the come up. Uh, so I would uh, I would hang on to your 16th place uh, with pride. And know that uh, that just means bigger things are in your future. Or not. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I mean, you never know. You might be peaking. <laughs> I, I have, uh, God, I probably haven't won a race in about 10 years as well. Like, I've, I've won a few, a uh, good handful on the track, but never anywhere else. And I haven't raced the track in, in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you've so. been on the track in a long time. Unfortunate, so. yeah. 
Um, Except for that one day when when you were like, I'm going back to the track again three, four years ago, and I was under my car working on it. I was like, oh, go to hell, you jerk. Yeah, I think I borrowed your wheels for that because I didn't even have any. I think you did because I was like, well, I'm not going to have this CV joint rebuilt anytime soon. Yeah. So. Yeah, you do a lot more losing than you do winning. And um, actually, speaking of that, I have okay. I have a tweet of the week. We haven't done a tweet of the week before, but I'm going to do a tweet of the week corner. All right, tweet of the week <laughs> corner. Corner, yes. Tweet of the week corner. Uh, There's a brand new segment here on the slow ride. We can do this because Tim's not here this week. Um, and this tweet of the week comes from Results Boy on twitter uh big fan oh, of the pod man. huge fan it's of the complicated pod. it's gonna involve math isn't it uh, maybe huge okay. huge fan of the pod though loves it can't yeah. get enough oh he can't he loves it he's, he's been he was the first ever guest on the pod i gotta say was he the first he was i wasn't there no that week. shit he was the second second matt roy that was, was the, the first. one of the few that i missed so he was the second guest on the pod so first loser yeah. um but he got an email. Uh, for those that don't know him, he runs uh, a, a little uh, site called CrossResults.net. Um, or dot, just a little website where you can see how many times you've crushed your friends, yeah, or how many times they've crushed you. CrossResults.gov. Um, he got an email and it says, "I love the site and obsessively look at the ridiculous amounts of data you offer." But today I noticed uh, that I recently passed a truly remarkable career milestone. I have now, I have, uh, I now have more than 10,000, yes, 10,000 career losses. I think I might very possibly be the worst <laughs> cycle cross racer on the planet. Is there a way that I can check to see if anyone else is in the running for this ultimate lantern rouge of cycle cross? And so Colin uh, posted this screen cap on Twitter and said, this guy's going to be so bummed when he finds out he's not even close to the losingest cyclocross racer ever. That's 10,000 losses. So so if he's done <laughs> three... So if you're, if you're last place in a 100-person field, you got 99 right there. But but if you... So if I take like a, an average of a local Minnesota race, there's 30 people in the race, right? Mm -hmm. So... Let's just for an average Minnesota race, thirty people in the race. So that means he's done three hundred and thirty-three races. I mean, and finished last in every one, which I don't think. And finished probably... last in every yeah. one, and I mean, but I mean, say he's only been racing. For, he's been racing for thirty years. That'd be a really long time racing, and to have data, that's I don't know. I'm that's blowing so my mind. That's so many losses. Yes. Okay, go on, go <laughs> it's on. It's incredible. So so Colin was pretty sure this guy was, you know, not not anywhere close. Follows up that tweet moments later with. Holy shit, I was wrong. <laughs> the only person with more career losses in our entire database is, quote, unknown rider, unquote. So, <laughs> yeah, unknown rider, that, that guy. <laughs> so, so, there's no one anywhere close to this guy. And he wrote, he posted a screen cap of his email back to him. And he said, This is an amazing email because when I started this query, I thought to myself, there's no way this guy's the losingest psycho ass racer ever. And when the query finished, I was wrong. Congrats on your achievement. <laughs> and then he has the top 10 most losingest uh, people here. Uh, and Homeboy is clear over 10,000 by uh, at least 1,000 losses to the next closest guy. So there you go. What? What? So what does this guy race? Um, 
He's cat four five. I don't I don't know what field he's in, but apparently he's in the oh. uh, Pacific Northwest there in Portland. Uh, oh his well, that's picked. big fields. Yes, that's big fields, right? So that helps. That helps because otherwise, my God, this person would have to be terrible for so many years. <laughs> but up, up, maybe if they're just doing cross crusades and stuff, um, they've only been racing for ten years. They're just not very good. That's still impressive. It's, Hats off to you. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's very it's very impressive. So that wraps up our. Uh, Tweet of the week corner segment. Now, uh, maybe what, it'll come back. Now, do you someday? think? Well, do you think he's um, actually not that bad? Maybe he's like a criminal that wants to talk about their crime. He's bringing it <laughs> up because you know um, he, he's actually had an earpiece in all these years, as our new UCI president warns, and he's been throwing all the races because somebody said. Mm. We put another $100 down that there's no way you could get last place again. And he says, <laughs> I'll do it. So you think um, he's gaming the system? You think this is rigged? I I think there's betting. I think people have been betting on him getting last place. And no one believes he could actually be this bad. And he's he's got an earpiece in and he's talking to the bookies. Um, and in real time, he's uh, dropping wheels. Uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 this, is like, you know. this is a conspiracy to the deepest levels of cycling is what you're getting at and i well, think uh someone out there agrees with you not it's not okay, me okay but someone does no well i mean i think our new uh uci president uh that's really uh, good it. that was a really good Thank french you. accent i had to use my french <laughs> i think he agrees with me too that's like hard to do um you know, a lot of He's Americans. About this a lot of Americans will sound kind of like they're from Montreal or something, not real French. For yeah, you crushed it. No, no, no. I I watch I watch a lot of cycling on the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What did our new USA Cycling? I mean, UCI well, Cycling president say? I I did want to bring this up earlier. He he said this this week. Sports betting is this is a quote. Sports betting is like an iceberg. Ninety percent of the bets are illegal and happen below the waterline. That's how it is in football, tennis, and handball. And all I could think at that point was, handball? Really? <laughs> is handball a big sport in Europe that I'm not aware of? Uh, I wouldn't. I know that their football is soccer, and yeah. that's a big thing. Tennis? Uh, sure. People seem yeah. to like that. So Handball? Are you thinking, wait, is your theory that uh, since football is really soccer, do you think handball is really basketball? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if 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 they actually called basketball something else over there. That would make more sense because well, does anyone play handball in America at all? I I think there's a lot of handball courts, but I don't think anyone plays. I don't think I've seen a handball. Yeah. What do you use for handball? Yeah, I don't even know what a handball looks like. I've ridden past the handball courts that were in St. Paul by Lake Como. I don't remember where they are, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was just blown away by that, by the handball part. That made me feel very so, provincial and American. So does um, he, he now, do you see think that there's race radio uh, directing the handball court as well as there is, <laughs> as he's alleging in cycling? Oh, maybe. You'd think that would be a little easier to wonder why one of the guys has headphones on, <laughs> on the handball court. Uh-huh. But maybe they all play with their 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 favorite Limbiscuit tunes playing or something. Um, what do you what do you think? Do you think guys are actually throwing races in the moment that that the director is getting in their ear and saying, "Hey, I know you got a better sprint. 
uh, you know, than Ryder X, but Don't. his team just his team just made an offer of five grand. Hmm. Do you think you know, now? Do you think it's the uh, the classic teams buying wins from other teams, or do you think the director is like looking at the live betting lines on Unibet dot com and saying, "Ooh, the spread's real good. I'm gonna place it all on black." And then you just botch this sprint, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna win more than the prize money, kind of thing. Whoa. It could be. Can you bet that? I don't. That I have no idea. I, I don't know. <laughs> we either. can't do that. I, mean, I, I see. I I don't think it's happening. I'd like to think it's not. Maybe it's more that I'd like to not. I'd like to think it's not happening. But I can see that as a thing of that. Hmm. You know, one team calls up another team, but I can see a lot of that being one team calling up another team offering some money and also sort of a, Hey, we'll help you out later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of that in cycling. Obviously there's a lot of GC guy and a stage win guy going to the finish together yeah. and there's a wink and a nod yeah. and you get the win. I get the time or, yep. you know, you get the win and Hey, maybe on that last stage of the race, when you have nothing to ride for suddenly, you know, we saw this at the Giro this year, guys taking all kinds of pulls that had no reason to take pulls. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know where that leaves us, little guy. You know, I'll leave you, I'll, I can leave you on this. Uh, I watched most of the Burbs last night. Okay. Classic, spooky, funny movie. Uh, everybody should watch the Burbs again. It's great. I don't know if I've uh, ever even seen it. You, oh my God, Spencer. <laughs> it's so good. It's got to be one of my favorite movies. I just love a good. Um, I feel like I've seen parts of it, but maybe not the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, that it's probably, it's the kind of movie that when, back when you were like watching TV or had cable or something, it was on. Yeah. It was on periodically. Anyway, it's a great movie. It's hilarious. Okay. It's stupid. It's so wonderful. Joe Dante is a great director. I love it. <laughs> It's spooky, okay. but it's the kind of spooky that I liked as a kid, and that's what I'm saying is like it's fun spooky. All right, that's pretty good, but uh, that's not cycling note. So let's leave on a on a goofy cycling note. I heard something stupid about Dutch uh, cycling teams, and <laughs> not not that they're just tall, <laughs> but that they're yeah, goofy as well. Can you explain yeah. this to me because I don't oh. totally get it? Okay, we all know that. I, so I am. I had not been hip to all my Dutch continental cycling teams. I knew Baby Dump existed, <laughs> which is fantastic. I'm really which glad is fantastic, and it and it's just a baby crap website. But it's such a terrible name. <laughs> well, wait, but there's a now, headline on cycling news. Tom Boonen, Tom Boonen, uh, Do you find yourself at the Baby Dump website more often than <laughs> usual? I haven't been, <laughs> though. I did go to it once just to see what they had. They've got <laughs> okay. all the fancy Euro strollers and stuff. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Um, uh, but Cycling News had a a headline, and I'll just read you the headline. It says, Monkey Town Blame Santoro Positive on Wrong Medication. So I had to I, read that a couple times. Yeah, I was just going to say, can like, you read that to me? <laughs> because none of it made any sense. Monkey Town blame santoro positive on wrong medication now i was initially thinking a town yes. that has a lot of monkeys is talking about a rider from the town i didn't really understand why 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 this the municipality was involved in this in the first place yeah there's 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 a team 
called Monkey Town. In I don't Okay. Hang on. What is Monkey Town? I need to know right now. Google. Help. I don't I don't know what it is. They're, they're, they ride Monkey Carreras. Town. I know that, so that's pretty sweet. Um, Monkey Town's like, holy crap, it's a real. They were called Park Hotel before they became Monkey Town. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen this team before. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like... What, these... what is Monkey Town? It's got to be Vacations... That doesn't make any sense either. I feel like this kit should be a lot better than it is. Yeah, I don't even think there's a monkey on it. It says monkey. No, there is a monkey. There's definitely a monkey on the back. Oh, on the back? I haven't seen the back. Cartoon cartoon monkey on the back. Uh, But yeah, nothing like I would go just completely buck wild with the design on this kit if my team was going to be named Monkey Town. Um I don't know what they do. Like, why are they called? They're almost, they almost kind of have this blocky thing. So, oh, it's an indoor theme park or something. It's all in Dutch. <laughs> I can't read this. Uh, anyway, that's you know, incredible. Uh, it's insane. You know, you know, I've, I've looked at enough of looking at all, all these different, as speaking to the French thing earlier, it's like, you think I'd pick up some of these languages, but I don't know anything. Yeah. Um. It's a shame because there's probably all kinds of wacky cycling news that I can't get because. Oh, for sure, for sure. Of this there's a, a place called Pinball Palace. This place has all the best sponsors. Wait, Pinball Palace yeah, is we inside about, of Monkey Town. Well, it seems like they're a separate sponsor of the. They're like a small sponsor. Farm Frites is a sponsor. Nice. Lipton Ice Tea. So if you're at Monkey Town, you want to play some pinball, maybe have some farm frites and a Lipton iced tea. I mean, that sounds like a good time. That's a team that I can get behind. They're they're nothing but fun and relaxation. It's you know, it sounds good, but it also sounds a lot like what Tim's doing down in Orlando right now, just in the American <laughs> version. Uh so I'm a little worried that maybe Monkey Town isn't quite as cool as we think it is, because it sounds incredible. If we have any uh, uh, European listeners that can give us any information about Monkey Town, maybe mail us a brochure, uh, anything. You took your family vacation there. You have photos. We want to know more about Monkey Town. Uh, Is the team worth following? Do they have any results on pro cycling stats? I need to look this up. I have not done this research yet. (laughs) Uh, But we'll get back to you on that. Yeah, we had uh, we had one other question we should get to. Um, quick, uh, we broke this news to you last week uh, that Mitch Docker has signed with uh, Cannondale uh, Draypack for uh, for next year. Um, yeah. I saw Joe Dombrowski this weekend at uh, DCCX, and uh, I did not get a chance to ask him about his new favorite teammate, uh, which I woefully regret. Um but yeah, I, I did ask him some other ball. stuff, so we'll have that coming up. Okay. Um, oh, cool. But uh, Mitch Docker, our new favorite American, now that he's on Cannondale, or uh, is he still Australian? Uh, I don't know. So are they going to still be riding Cannondales next year, even though they're education first now? Yeah. yeah they're still going to be on Cannondales. Yep. Okay. So yeah, then he's American. You think so? Even though Cannondales are probably made in Taiwan now. Well, I mean, I'm thinking it's more about the accent. Like, it's pretty hard to pretend he's American with that sounding like uh, mm-hmm. uh, like he does. 
I can I can pretend I'm American. I can I can if it's if it's about uh, gaining uh, gaining and and stealing from other countries, I can pretend all I want. Okay, all right. We just need more Americans to cheer for, so you'll take what you can get. I'll yeah, I'll cheer for them all. All right, yeah, I mean every one of them. There's a there's a George Hincapie sized hole in all our hearts that we're trying to fill with other <laughs> Americans in Europe. So um, yeah, we got to do what we can, I guess. All right. Well, no. with that, we should probably wrap this show up, little guy. We've been going for a while, despite yeah, it's true. Tim not being here. Somehow we've managed to talk for uh, a whole hour. So I think we always do that. But yeah, let's do it. Um, I guess we're done. Yeah, um, we're done. What do you want to say? This has been the uh, the Slow Ride Podcast. Uh, we want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in, for listening to the show. Um, check out our sponsors, uh, healthiq.com slash slow ride for your life insurance needs. And most importantly, check out pintsandcowbells.com slash slowride. Use the coupon code slowride1017 to save 15% on any kind of uh, goods that you need uh, for for yourself, for your loved ones, for your friends, for your enemies. Uh, I think you will find some stuff in there for all of those categories. Um, they have a lot of spooky shirts. Yeah, and this is that's our, true. This is they our do. spooky episode. So... For the season. Yeah, check that out. Uh, be on the lookout for Wide Angle Podium app in the next few weeks. We'll let you know. Uh, in the meantime, check out uh, bit.ly slash WAP gear to find those t-shirts and that kit that we're talking about. I think it looks yeah. great. I think you'll like it. I agree. Um, help us out. Support the show. Support some animals in need. Uh, no better causes than those two right there. Um, and as always, check out all the other shows on the Wide Angle Podium Network, Crosshairs Radio, we got to hang out also on the extended Wide Angle Podium with us there in Bicycling Magazine. Uh, other great shows on the network, Myerson Line just had a new episode drop, uh, Consummate Athletes, always a great one, Bike Shop CX, we didn't get um, a question this week, little guy. Oh, um, I'll ask him a question. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put you on the question. spot. We're, we're gonna... uh, dang. It's a spooky episode. Maybe it's hidden in there and they just missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys dig deep. Maybe they have to find listen it. to the episode backwards and they'll find it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, it's there. Anyway, we want to we wanna thank you again for listening. Please rate and review the show on the Apple Podcasts um, app. That, that actually helps us a lot with the rankings and stuff and helps new people find the show when they, uh, when they search on there for cycling and stuff. So... Uh, if you do nothing else, if you're not a donor, if you can't support us any other which way, you can do that. It's free and it's a good way to help. Um, check out the other shows. Uh, thank you to BK1 of Rhyme Sayers Entertainment uh, for the intro and outro music we use on this show every week. It's on his album Radio to Cannibal. Uh, go to rhymesayers.com and find that. It's a great album. It's incredible. Um, and uh, other than that, I guess um, we just want to, as a show, remind you to always wave at your fellow cyclists always. so you see out on the road. That is our tagline. That is what we leave you with every week. So if you remember nothing else, and you shouldn't remember really anything from this episode, remember to wave at your fellow cyclists. Uh, and with that, uh, I've been Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. I've been Matt, Minneapolis. And Tim has been dead this whole time. That's the twist at the end of the movie. 
<laughs> Spooky. It's not really dead. He's a Disney. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Thank <laughs> you.